0: And He's going to do something good for you. He's going to tell you something good that will help you. He's going to give you a key or a strategy or wisdom or, or some understanding in an area. Hallelujah. Tonight. Tonight. Hallelujah. No wasted services. None at all. No wasted services. Always, um, uh, hallelujah, making uh, progress and going, moving forward in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. So we say, thy kingdom come, Lord, thy will be done tonight on earth as it is in heaven, right here at River Church, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glad to be here and uh, love y'all, and y'all are a blessing, every one of you. You're here in the right place at the right time. You've been placed here divinely by the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, let's uh, pass this uh, sign-up sheet. T- uh, Sunday night at uh, six o'clock, we're going to have a Ministry of Helps meeting, and that would be for youth and everybody that's in the Ministry of Helps. And uh, you can bring your children with you. And and uh, if you're if you're you're in the Ministry of Helps, but your spouse didn't, go ahead and bring your spouse in too. And so, uh, hallelujah! Sign up for that, and we will eat something. I'm not sure what it is. I think it's pizza that we're having Sunday Sunday night. So don't eat pizza for lunch. I'm telling you that. So you won't eat pizza for lunch. Hallelujah. So we're going to be having pizza and I don't, and then just having a meeting and talking about some things. Hallelujah. To go into the fall prepared on the uh, 15th. I'm not sure the exact, the weekend of the September, the 15th, we're going to be having the stone throwers. Uh, They are from Texas, and Wynn recommended them to us, and it's two women that travel together. One of them's more of a praise and worship leader, and one of them's more of the speaker, and so, uh, but Wynn highly recommended them, and So we're excited about that. And so that'll be the 15th. That's the only, except for the first weekend when we go to Texas to play Michigan, it's the only non-home game weekend in September. And you know we have to get non-home game weekend so we can get a hotel room for our speakers. So that's why we're doing it that weekend. So that'll be a blessing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. And I think the game's at 2.30 in the afternoon on Saturday. It's Arkansas. And I know this seems like, you know, most places would think, y'all pay attention to these things. But it's like in here, Tuscaloosa, you have to pay attention. So we're going to be having a Saturday night meeting. As soon as the game's over, I guess. (laughs) Hope it doesn't go to overtime, don't you? (laughs) Uh, Hallelujah. We're going to have a Saturday night meeting. Uh, I think that works good because then we kind of get to know them before Sunday morning when we're having a new speaker. And so have a Saturday night meeting, a Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Monday night. So that'll be the weekend of September 15th. Hallelujah. That's a blessing. And planning this month to have a men's meeting and ladies' meeting, but don't have dates on that yet. So we'll just go with, maybe we'll have that by Sunday night when we have the Ministry of Helps meeting. So y'all pass that around, sign up. We just need to know how many in your family will be attending so we can have you enough pizza. Hallelujah. Praise God. Okay. Uh, Yes. Can I ask for help? Uh, We're going to... uh... Assuming that y'all are comfortable with our, our 90 degree turn here in the room. Actually, we got every chair that was in here except for two. And when we turn the sound booth, we'll get those two in there. So actually, it, it looks bigger to me. And uh, And it makes room for, you know, when, Brother Winn prophesied or said, I don't know if he prophesied or said, I think he prayed it, a company of musicians was coming, I heard it on the CD the other day, and so this will make some room, I don't know how if a company of musicians could have fit up there before, but now we got room to, you know, we can put a piano in that corner if we want to, and so, amen, Yeah. We all liked it much better. You know, to tell you the honest truth, this is when we were looking at this building. This is how I saw us setting it up. And then it just didn't seem like it flowed that way. So we went that other way. But uh, several reasons to do it. But one of them, sitting in front of that door on Sunday morning, it is hot. So if you are very cold-natured and, and you are cold all the time, I would advise you on Sunday morning, sit on that side right over there, and you'll be, you'll be toasty, <laughs> uh-huh. P- especially as we get closer into the fall and, the, and everything starts cooling better. You know, it's hard to cool anything when the, the heat, index is 106 and I think that's what it said. Uh, can I get somebody pass these out to everybody? I don't do this very often but I did tonight. Uh, I'm going to give you a copy of my notes for tonight and that way uh, you will have all this and won't have to try to write every word down and uh, also and then you can jot some more notes on beside it. Uh <clears throat> I'm still on my same topic, it looks like I'm not from the title of this, but I'm still on the same topic of uh, the unseen realm, and where I'm trying to go and get to is to talk about being a watchman in prayer, and how we're called to be watchers in prayer, and to do that, you have to see in the unseen realm. Uh, you have to have uh, use your faith and and begin to trust what you see, what you hear, and uh So, but before I could get there, I really felt like I had to do this. Well, I know I didn't just feel like it. I know the Holy Spirit kept pulling me back this way as I was preparing. So let's pray tonight and uh, over this, and then we'll get started. Yeah, you can put those to the back in case somebody comes in. Father, we praise you and thank you for your holy word tonight. We thank you, Father, for revelation from your word. Uh, We pray for utterance in the Holy Ghost. We thank you the Holy Spirit's the great teacher of the church. Holy Spirit, teach us tonight what we need to know that will help us to unlock and, and have everything that the kingdom has to offer offer, even the things of redemption, but even the personal promises that you have given just to us individually, Lord, that you could show us that. And Lord, I thank you that you want to teach us to be watchmen and uh, to watch and to, to, to be keepers of those things that you have entrusted to us. And so, Lord, we give you the praise for that, and we ask you, Lord, to bring light to our eyes, hearing to our ears, and we give you all the glory in Jesus' name, Amen. 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 Now, you know, the watchman thing, and I'll start just, I'll just tell that a little bit. But the watchman thing comes from the fact of Adam was told to keep the garden. And we know we have a lot of times in the Bible where it says, there's a lot of times in the New Testament where it says to watch and pray. We'll look at those places, some of those places tonight. There's a lot of places in the Old Testament where it talks about watchmen being watchmen another term can be used as sometimes doorkeepers and uh, uh and uh, uh hallelujah so um but the watchman thing was and being a keeper of the garden was the assignment that adam was given was to keep the garden and we know he failed in his assignment but we are uh, jesus restored our authority and our ability to be keepers and we have a garden. Each one of us has a has a garden to be a keeper of. We have our family. We have our personal body to be a watchman and a keeper of our personal body, our personal mind, will, and emotions. We are to watch and to keep our bodies and our mind, will, and emotions, our spirit, soul, and body, and not let the devil just run havoc. and And we're to we're to we're not just to. Uh, go to God and get uh, restored when something goes wrong, although that's one way. But there's another higher place is where we're watching and praying, and we've got a shield of protection up Amen. where nothing comes nigh our dwelling. Amen. We know Psalm 91 talks about nothing coming nigh your dwelling. And so we have our personal property, our homes, Amen. to be watchmen over. And, uh, it's possible to walk in a place. I believe that then there's another higher place to, where, where we not only watch for our personal garden, which would also include any assignment that the Lord gave you, certainly would include your children, whether they're little or grown. Hallelujah. Uh, but then any personal assignment the Lord might give you. He may give you a a specific assignment. He may not speak to you and say, Now, Garland, I want you to do this. But it probably come more in the sense of a slight impression. That you just particularly feel drawn to some area to watch it, to guard it in prayer. You know, and uh, it's so important that we take those responsibilities and do those things, and God will lead us to do it because no tragedy happens in the earth that God didn't want to prevent. That, and, and there's nothing that happens, 9, 11, uh, any other tragedy that had there been watchmen on the wall. And sometimes it takes more than one. Sometimes it takes, instead of me, it takes us. And I have scripture for that, that sometimes the promises of God are us instead of me. And so, but all of of those things can be prevented unless it's something that's prophesied in his word. Like the battle of Armageddon, you aren't going to stop it because it's there and God said it, it's going to happen. Hallelujah. So unless it's something like that where it's declared in His Word and it is going to be, then any of these other things that come could always be stopped. Car wrecks and so forth. But we have to be on the alert. We have to be watching. We have to be praying. And we have to have understanding. How many of us, my people perish for lack of knowledge. How many of us have had crises in the past because we just didn't know enough. Hallelujah. I believe the church labors under not knowing enough, but we're learning. We are catching on around here, and we've had. It might have took us a while. We had to have two tornadoes since we've been here. But I'm waking up. Hallelujah, you know. And and uh, we've had a few hurricanes, and uh, but and sometimes in I will say this that sometimes we don't get everything, but we get part of it. And we could have got we if we knew more and understood more. We're more sensitive to the spirit, more developed in hearing. More developed in understanding Trusting those words of knowledge more We could probably get all of it I know on the Monday night Before that shooting was on What was that Tuesday night at midnight Okay We were praying here at the church And nobody got killed Hallelujah They didn't get killed They got hurt But they didn't get killed Hallelujah So we I believe we got part of it We just didn't get all of it Uh Hallelujah. And so our neighborhoods, you know, some neighborhoods actually have a sign that says neighborhood watch. And of course, that's a natural thing, but it's better to even watch in the spirit to take that time and be a watch for your neighborhood hallelujah and hopefully you'd have more than one person in each neighborhood that's a christian and would know enough to watch Um, hallelujah and pray i believe the devil's greatest strategy against us as spirit-filled christians especially the spirit-filled side of the church is he wants to get us so busy that we are not alert we miss things in our own lives, he's able to get in and get through a door because we're just not covered sufficiently. We just don't have our families covered sufficiently. And nearly, I will tell you this, nearly every time that something has come our direction, I usually go, man, I know I have been too busy or I have not been where I, 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 I let something slip, I let I went slack in an area. I can nearly always trace it. I mean, we don't like to face those things. And I certainly don't believe we should get under condemnation for those things. But we should learn from them and say, next time, I'm going to pay attention. There's been many times when it's like, I knew that. I knew it, you know, and I just didn't, I didn't, I didn't pick up on the slide unction. And sometimes we don't pick up on the slide unction. And so that's, that's where we're headed is to learn some things about being watchers in prayer and how to be more effective in being a watcher in prayer and how to take it beyond just, I think we've kind of gotten a little bit of understanding about Psalm 91 and us getting under that and getting under the blood of Jesus and even covering our property. And when we hear about storms on the news, we 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 jump right on it you know even days ahead of time we can see them coming now and so we get on those things hallelujah we need to get on that tropical depression that's out there headed into the gulf or into the caribbean right now it's it's on its way could turn into a hurricane we can stop that and the best always better to stop things in their when they're a seed when the infancy don't wait till it's category 5 and start trying to stop it it's going to be harder Hallelujah. You know, we don't wait till cancer is whatever that highest p- c- fine kind is. I'm not even sure. I'll stage four. You don't want to start then. Although God's merciful and we go and believe God for healing. But, man, let's start early and watch and pray and be preventive prayers. Hallelujah. It's so much easier. So much easier on your life. Hallelujah. So um, let's turn over to Hebrews chapter 11. Hallelujah. And we'll start there tonight. Praise God. So I want to be a watcher, and I know I'm more quickened than ever. I, I will tell you this, and I don't know that I fully understand it, although I am kind of do, but ever since we moved to this location, it's like prayer has just opened up in a whole new way. And I think the reason why is because until we got here... The thing God was having us seek in prayer was that next step and what we were to do. And then after we got into the next step, well, he could take us to another place in prayer. I did read in a, a prophecy. I don't know if I have that. Uh There A prophecy came forth from Mack and Lynn Hammond. I don't think I see it here. But he, in that prophecy that they gave forth up there, gave me a big clue. And he said sometimes, the prophecy said, sometimes I will move you to a place simply to put prayer in that place. And I believe that's not the only reason God moved us to this place, but I believe it's one of the main things God re- moved us here for into the actual city of Tuscaloosa is to put prayer, the, the kind of prayer that we know and understand, into this place. Not that we claim to be the only ones praying. We don't. Hebrews 11.1, 1, Now with faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Talking about that unseen realm and having faith for it. Verse 6, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So basically what I want to gain and glean from these two verses is that it doesn't matter what kind of prayer you're praying, it's going to take faith. Because without faith it's impossible to please God. And the key to know if you're in faith is expectancy. Here we talked about that two Sundays ago, I believe it was. But here it says, but without faith is impossible God, but for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And one of the things we pointed out was that you you can believe and not be in faith. You can believe in healing and not be in faith for healing. You can believe in prosperity and not be in faith that, that your finances are going to be okay or that God's going to bring money in or whatever. The key to know whether you're in faith is are you expectant? Are you, in, are you coming expecting? Do you wake up in the morning expecting? Or have you fell into that just someday, I, I believe, God, you know. And so that, that'll that bring us up and give us a, a check on how to believe. James chapter 1, verse 5, still along the same principle. If any of you lack, and we could just leave off wisdom there, because it doesn't matter what it is you're lacking. And he talks about wisdom, but if you lack anything, Let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith. You can ask all you want, but until you ask in faith. In other words, ask and then expect then you hadn't done anything. It says, uh, and it shall be given him, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed, for let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. So the man that doesn't ask in faith, he could ask, but he doesn't ask in faith. He doesn't ask expectantly, and he doesn't ask nothing wavering. He won't receive anything from the Lord, whether it be wisdom or any other thing. This is a principle. This is not just talking about wisdom. This is a principle from the Word of God. If you lack, ask. But ask in faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So all prayer must be prayed in faith. This is in our notes. And there's a difference between believing and actually being in faith. And the difference is expectation. First Timothy two, 1 Timothy 2.1 I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers... Intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men. Now, how many of you have come to realize that every word in the Bible is important? It's there for a reason. Right. That God just doesn't put in extra words to just be putting in words. And He's not repetitive. It's like, man, I'm going to say this four ways or three ways just so they'll get it. No, all of those words mean something different. Therefore, that first of all, supplication. So there's one word, supplications which we don't hear that word used very often. You never say, well, I was supplicating today. <laughs> Have you ever heard anybody say that? You'd probably, I'd probably laugh if if, if I called the queen up and she said, what are you? I said, what are you doing, the queen? She said, I'm supplicating. <laughs> I would, I'd laugh. <laughs> it's funny sounding, but it is true. Hallelujah. Supplications and prayers, there's the second word, and intercessions. And giving of thanks be made for all men. So, right here in this passage, we see the, these, these three types or categories. I don't want to say types of prayer because we've studied the different kinds of prayer before, which we call methods of prayer. And we had, oh, no, there's the prayer of faith and the prayer of agreement and the prayer of, but we're not talking about that because all of those different methods of prayer fit under these, one of these categories. And so these three categories, supplications, prayers, or intercessions. Now if you go over to, and I notice it said Thanksgiving too, but I'm going to talk about that. If you go over to Ephesians chapter 6, hallelujah, we're going to learn something here. It's going to help us in prayer and in tending our garden. In 618, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto, with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Man, this verse is loaded. But first of all, if we say praying always, that mean all the time. Hallelujah. Not once in a while, not once a year, always. With all prayer, there's that one that one we mentioned before that was over there in uh second in first Timothy, prayer. There's supplication. And then he says to do that in the spirit. And that is another thing like faith. All prayer must be prayed in faith, nothing wavering, but also all prayer must be prayed in the Spirit for it to be effective. Yeah. In other words, it's got to be prayed from not from your head. Anything that comes from your head, the Bible says when we worship, we're not to worship with your head. What are we to worship? In Spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. Well, when we pray, we don't pray with our head. We don't pray head prayers. Because that will just fall into... Uh, repetitive, rote, not, in other words, you're not going to be very effective. You might get a few things done, but you're not going to be very effective unless you're led by the Spirit when you pray. Because there's strategies for every situation. And even part of the strategies, because we know there's all kinds of prayer, is which kind do I prayer do I pray right here? And it, maybe it's not so important but I think it is to know which category of prayer does it fall under. Does it fall under impl- supplications, prayers, or intercession? And so so it needs to be prayed in the Spirit. And then looky there, he mentioned something else, but he didn't call it intercession. He called it watching. Watching thereunto. And I think he's talking about the very same thing that was talked about in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, where it says prayers, intercessions, and supplications. Uh. I think he's talking there about, here he says, prayer, supplications, and watching. I believe that same word that is used in there in intercessions that he's referring to a kind of prayer or a category of prayer called intercession when he says watchings there. Okay, I can't prove it, but I believe I have a good case for it. Thereunto, with all perseverance, that means you're going to have to persevere in prayer. You know, it's not, and, and some uh, we'll talk more about persevering, but especially in the watching kind of prayer, you don't watch one morning and it cover your whole life, because the devil uh, he starts over on a different. If he can't go one way, he'll try to go another. So we have to keep we have to keep watching. If he he'll try a different trick. Hmm. Yeah, and as long as there's people in the world giving place to the devil, and there always will be, we have to watch in prayer. And we have to repray things and renew things and renew our faith in things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have to keep the word activated, in other words. So that'll be a perseverance and supplication for all saints. Now he repeats supplications. He actually puts supplications in there twice. Now go over to Colossians chapter 4, verse 2. So we're still finding these three categories of prayer. Colossians chapter 4, verse 2, continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. So this, what I wanted to point out from here is he's talking about watching in prayer, which we believe that that falls under the category of intercession. But I want you to notice that just like we always pray in faith, we always pray in the Spirit, every kind of prayer. I believe every kind of prayer we always also pray with thanksgiving. In other words, we add our thanks to God in every kind of prayer. I don't believe Thanksgiving is a separate category of prayer. I believe it's uh, it's it, it, and I believe Colossians 4:2 proves that because he says, "Watch with thanksgiving." So he could have said supplicate with thanksgiving. He could have said intercede with thanksgiving. He could have said pray, Annette, with thanksgiving. So it's something we pray with, that we put with every prayer. We put faith with every prayer. We put in the Spirit with every prayer. Being sensitive to the Holy Ghost with every prayer. Being led by the Spirit with every prayer That doesn't mean sometimes you won't take a prayer out of a book but, it, but if you only pray out of a book That would cease to be in the Spirit But I use books sometimes to help me pray specific prayers Or we sometimes uh, have things here that we declare and pray and decree Hallelujah And we do it because we're inspired by the Spirit to do it Hallelujah So we try to be led In everything we pray. Hallelujah. So does that make sense to you? So let's look at these three uh, categories of prayer. First of all, and when you have listened to other people teach on prayer, probably more likely in books, many times they will give you a definition of prayer that I don't think covers everything. And a lot of times the definition is, they'll say, well, prayer is really simple. And prayer is simple, but this is not what makes it simple. Prayer is just communicating with God. And I believe when this this category of prayer that's called prayer in the Bible, that it, on its most basic level, that's exactly what it is. It's just communicating with God. And there's several kinds of prayer that follow fall, fall under that. But there's more to prayer than just communicating with God. Under the communicating with God prayer, we would have fellowship. Where we, If you just sit down in the morning and you just fellowship with your Heavenly Father, that would be prayer. Amen? But it would not be a supplication and it would not be intercession. Hallelujah. It's just fellowship. Or if you praise. Praise is a type of prayer. A powerful type of prayer. And it would fall under communicating with God. Pouring out your heart to God. Well, when you just fall down on the floor and tell Him all your troubles. (laughs) Anybody ever done that? Fell across the bed and just cried and poured out your heart. You know, most of the time that's the kind of pouring out of our heart that we do. But that would be under just prayer, communicating with God. Nothing wrong with that. There's a time to do that. Hallelujah. If that's all you ever do, though, is these kinds of prayer, you're going to not get much done. This is kind of the, I could say, this prayer section here, it's kind of the first level. It's kind of where you, it's kind of kindergarten. Not that we ever give it up. You know, there was a book a long time ago, 15 years ago, something, that everything I needed to know I learned in kindergarten. Hallelujah. Which is kind of basically true. Uh, And you don't ever want to forget the things you learned in kindergarten. You may learn more, but don't forget those things. Hallelujah. And so that's how this is. This kind of prayer is, you may learn all this other stuff about prayer, but don't forget these things too. You know, uh, rolling our care. Or in 1 first first Peter 5, 7, it says, casting all of your care upon the Lord. That would fall. You know, y'all ever pray that prayer? I have to pray that sometimes where I say, now, Lord, I just cast that care over on you. That falls under prayer. Giving of thanks that falls under prayer. Lord, I just thank you for everything you've done in my life. Sometimes I just get overwhelmed by what good how God has blessed us. Amen. Giving of thanks, singing to the Lord. And we find that in Ephesians 5:19 where it says singing unto the Lord, making singing, making melody in your heart unto the Lord. Mm. That's that's a type of prayer. I do that nearly every morning. Well, I do do it every morning. I will have a song come up in my heart, and I will be on the front porch usually, and I will sing, hallelujah. I'm also watching. I'm watching in the spirit, but I'm watching for neighbors too, because I'm, <laughs> hallelujah. And every once in a while, one slips in on me, and I'm thinking, I wonder if they could hear me singing, Hallelujah. How great thou art. Hallelujah. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. That's a kind of prayer. Hallelujah. And then tongues. Just when you are, especially the kind of tongues it, where Jude 20 says, building up yourself on your most holy faith. Where maybe you aren't praying for anything specific that you know about. You're just praying in tongues. You're just giving expression to the Spirit. Hallelujah. That falls under prayer. Then we go on to the next category of prayer that it was talked about in 1 Timothy 2, and that's supplication. And basically, supplication just means to request or to ask. It is asking prayer. It's when you are petitioning God for something. And all of these, and you know... In Word of Faith, one of the things we were taught in Word of Faith, and there is a truth, this is true, that when you ask in prayer, you don't go back and ask and ask and ask. And it is true in certain areas of prayer. You don't ask over and over and over. If you say, God, I need a car. And I am asking you for a car. Then you don't go back the next day and say, "Now, God, I need a car. And I'm asking you for a car. But, and this is where a lot of people missed it, that doesn't mean you cease to pray about the car. Because you may have to pray that thing through. Hallelujah. You, from that point on, you may say, Thank you, Lord. I know I asked, and I know you heard, and I know that you did not withhold anything that I would ask. Because I know I asked according to your will. It is not a, a a a need. I mean, it's not a want. It's it's a need. Now, if you're got a car and you're asking for, you may have to put it in a different category. If you if you're asking for something that's red and shiny and low to the ground, <laughs> and has two doors, because <laughs> those are not want uh, needs. Those are wants. <laughs> needs are Camrys and Corollas. And- Y'all are looking at me like this is not true, but it is true. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, so asking and petitioning. And let's look at some scriptures. Philippians 4 6 says, um, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication or asking with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So this is a supplicating, and he even uses the word supplication there and then he makes he, he kind of explains what it means first of all he says not to worry about it and then he's saying by prayer and supplication and I believe sometimes when it comes to uh, to, to things we're going to ask for we need to pray first and supplicate later in other words we need to fellowship with God and first of all find out if it's if it's, if it's right for us to ask especially when you get over into the desire thing just speaking desires off the top of your head. Oh, yes, I like that diamond ring. Oh, yeah, I want that. Thank you, Lord. I ask you for that. You're not going to get very far. You're not going to get a lot of your prayers answered if you ask that way. But if you fellowship with the Lord and you talk to Him about your will and what's your will for me now and your ti- and the timing on this Lord, then, you know, I know something last year that I asked the Lord about. I said, I didn't even ask Him for it. I said, what about it? You know, that's a kind of, that's not supplicating. That's that's up under prayer. Lord, what about this item? And He said, not now. Not a lot of people wouldn't agree with that, but He said, not now. Talk to me about it next year. And that was last summer. And I hadn't talked to Him about it yet hallelujah because i thought about it but I hadn't talked to him about it because um i don't feel like it's the right time he didn't say what day he just said next year and i just didn't feel like it's the right time yet to bring the subject up. <laughs> he knows it's on my mind and i have told him lord now uh lord um I, not your will, but not my will, but your, (laughs) I said that wrong, not my will, but your will be done. And Lord, I, you take desires out of my heart. You don't want me to have, you know, when we are immature and sissies and we're little babies and Christians and well, I want this and we're demanding our own way. We're going to get in a bunch of trouble. Hallelujah. And God will let us have some of those things, but they won't be no sorrow to it. You all know what I'm saying. And then some things we just went out and did and we didn't even ask. I always get mad at myself now if I do something and I didn't consult him on it. And even that can be even like scheduling a party or anything. I don't even mean. I need to consult the Lord on everything. I'm starting to understand that. Mark eleven twenty four. Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, I say unto you, this is supplication, what things soever ye desire when you pray, believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them. We know in Psalms it says if you uh, delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. I don't believe that means if you delight yourself in the Lord, Leanne, he will just plop things down. I think that he does do that sometimes because he wants to bless his children. But I think mainly what that verse means is as you delight yourself in the Lord, really delight in yourself in him. That means you're delighted to be a part of the kingdom. You're delighted to prayer. You're delighted to come to church. You're not coming because you have to. You're delighted to be. Baptized in the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues. You're just delighted to be saved. And as you delight in that and you praise Him and you worship Him, then He drops desires down into your heart. And let me tell you something. God will bless and think bigger than you ever thought to think big. How, you know, and He will, like I said, and He knows the timing. He knows what's right for us when and hallelujah. And He knows what we can handle. Hallelujah. But so don't think if I don't, more if I'm not bombarding heaven and if I'm not coming up with my own desires, God won't even bless me. Well, certainly there is a principle that says if you just don't ever ask and expect for anything, you're not going to get anything. But if you are seeking God for his will, you know, he's going to say, let's do this. Believe me for this. Believe me for that. It's time for this, Laquina. It's time for a new car. He'll say things, I know, because he's told me several times. He said, now I want you to believe me for a, a, a new car. I want you to believe me. It's time, it's time to believe me again for a new car. Hallelujah. He's done it to me several times. Hallelujah. Just delighting ourselves in the Lord, traveling from Birmingham, Alabama, when we still lived over there. We had already started this church here, but we still lived in Birmingham, trustful actually. We were going towards Texas to, to, uh, hold some meetings, and going to miss church that weekend. Somebody else was going to preach over here. And we were going that way, and we hadn't moved here yet, but we knew we were going to. And we're heading that way, and we're delighting ourselves in the Lord, just singing along to Cindy and Bruce Black's CD in the car. And the Lord said, I want to give you a new house. He said it. It was his initiation. Hallelujah. And so when we went to look for houses, we, we, all, we just looked at brand new ones. And you don't know how far out of thinking that would be for somebody in my family. Nobody we knew had ever had a new house. Nobody in our family had ever bought a new house. Hallelujah. So God had to make us think in another area. So no, I want to give you a new house. Hallelujah. And he had one already all picked out. And I will tell you that. If you fellowship with the Lord and you get His will on matters, a lot of times you don't get to just go pick out a car. It just comes it's like there's only one on the lot that'll raise up and does in that. It's like, I've never really gotten to pick a car. The Lord had one that would work financially, and hallelujah. Praise God. It's always just kind of came to us. And I don't mean it just drove up my driveway. I mean, we'd go to the lot and we'd look, and it's like, well, this is the one that we're dealing on. This is the one I can get you in for what you're thinking, Mr. Billings. And we're like, well, we didn't really want black, but okay, this is coming. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Twice a black car has come our way and wanted to come to our house. <laughs> Which in West Texas was not good Because there's static electricity in the air Because it's so dry And man, it was a dust magnet Oh man, hallelujah Not so bad in Alabama to get one Hallelujah So uh, asking and uh, Mark, uh, we just looked at those And then over in Matthew 7, 7 Let's turn over there and we're going to look at this a minute And this is very amazing Y'all may have to bring these notes back Next week Matthew 7, 7. I'm still looking for... I take so many notes in my Bible sometimes I can't find the chapter headings. I've written over the top of it. It's like, okay. Uh, Matthew 7, 7. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Now, I believe this prayer described in, in Matthew 7, 7 falls under supplication. It's about asking. It's about seeking and it's about knocking. And really those are just not just God being repetitive once again. They all mean something different. You know, uh, there's an asking. But sometimes even before you get to the asking, you have to go to the seeking. And you have to seek God for His will. You have to seek out what his will is or you seek sometimes for the strategy. and so there's a seeking that has to be done and for sure let me tell you something if you're believing for healing and you've asked and, and you haven't seen a manifestation uh, very quick, you need to go over and start seeking not oh I'm God, I'm begging you to heal me, but Lord Lord, I'm seeking you. what is the keys to this? What's the key that unlocks this? What's the strategy for this? Sometimes we're praying about something that's not the problem. In other words, there could be a root. We could have a symptom, but there could be a root. And sometimes, you know, doctors cannot even be on the wrong track. You know? And we need the wisdom of the Holy Ghost. We need a word of knowledge. We need an impression. Hallelujah. Hallelujah and so we seek there's a seeking and then there's a seeking to know more to understand hallelujah i hope i'm getting this across and then after the seeking and even sometimes after the asking we've made an initial request we keep knocking on the door and this a lot this has to do with supplication and asking but it also but it it kind of is a a different kind of asking it's a like I I'll give you an example. Like in this church, we are wanting a strong healing ministry in Tuscaloosa County. We already know it's God's will. We've already asked and God, but we didn't even have to ask. God initiated it. When we were very young in the Lord, God began to initiate, you know, you're you've got an anointing to heal and and different things like that. And no, many of you've had words like that. So we are knocking all the time on the door of healing. We're knocking on the door of healing. I heard Randy Clark, he wrote a book about healing. I don't have time to go into all that. But I heard him say he knocked on the door of healing for 24 years to get it to open to him. He has a tremendous healing and miracle ministry. In the last 14 months, he's had 180 people healed of metal in their body. But even then, that it, and I think one of the things the Lord showed me about healing is a lot of times we're way too general in our prayers, believing God for healing. I'm talking about for a healing ministry now, that one of the things we need to do is we target certain areas with our faith. And he targeted getting metal healed. And then he targeted, um... And he started knocking on that door for metal. And then he targeted stroke victims. He said in all these years that he's been in the healing ministry now, uh, he had never seen a stroke victim healed. And see, a lot of times we just think, well, you know, God's just going to generally, and he's just going to get stroke victims in with the whole big pot. We just kind of try to stir it all up and, yeah, Lord, just heal everybody all the time, you know. And we don't have to know anything. But we have to know some stuff sometimes, and um, and so he's like, I never saw a stroke victim heal, and he decided I want to see some stroke victims heal because stroke victims would come to his meetings wanting to be healed, and they were leaving not healed. And he said he began to talk to the Lord about. um, He began to talk to the Lord and say, Lord, now if you can raise the dead and you do it all the time. That is a restoration of brain cells. Brain cells have to be restored for the, for the dead to be raised. So then you can restore brain cells for uh, stroke victims. And then, he, so after he knocked on the door for a few months, he saw his first stroke victim heal, And then he's had several stroke victims uh, healed since then. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So I think that's interesting To know that whatever area, and it may be other, there may be some areas that you need to keep knocking. Keep knocking on. Prosperity's an area. That sometimes it's not just as easy as, well, I just believe I make $5,000 a month. I'm just believing I make that much. Well, you may need to knock some. You may need to knock on the door of prosperity by speaking scriptures is knocking. Knocking. And so one of the doors that Randy Clark started knocking on was for mental illness, bipolar schizophrenic. And whole nother ball game. He said at one time he got there were so many mentally ill people in his church. I mean, they were purposely attracting them. They had a support group for the mentally ill in the church. But he's knocking on this door to see these people healed. And one of the ways he knocked, and I think this is uh, This is significant for us, is that him and two of his staff members, and he said it was a small church, not very many seats, but they went to every seat, every day, prayed over that seat, and knocked on Psalm 103. Lord, your word says you, you forgive all our iniquities, you heal all our diseases, and mental illness is under all. and started knocking on that door. And so people began to get healed of these, uh, several people got healed in his meetings without even hands laid on them. They would, they got healed by the testimony. One man got healed of, um, uh, I don't know what it was. He was taking a bunch of medicine for schizophrenia and, and he got healed and, um, he was one of those that had, was in the hospital every year in the mental ward, you know, just as a regular thing. And people, when people heard the testimony, they started getting healed of these mental illnesses without people even laying hands on them. Hallelujah. So uh, we need to knock on the door of some things. So don't quit knocking. If God's told you you're going to be used in a healing ministry, start knocking on the doors of healing. If God's told you you're supposed to be making so much, knock on the door. I don't know how to tell you how to pray. Go to seeking and find the strategy. It might be a scripture. It might be, a, there might be a, sometimes God gives a strategy of go march, for certain things, go march around this. How, so many times might be a strategy. But we have to ask, seek, and knock. It's not just all one thing. Amen. Y'all see that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We had not got to intercessions. And intercessions is where watchman prayer falls under intercession. It's being that go-between. When you're the watchman on the wall, you're the go-between between God and whatever's taking place on the earth. And God's called us to be watchmen in Tuscaloosa, Tuscaloosa County. Somewhat in Alabama, we're not totally, completely the only ones responsible in Alabama. And certainly in our nation also. Amen? So uh, intercessions, there's several things under that. So bring this back with you. Put it in your Bible. And uh, next week we'll talk about intercessions and go a little further into that. Because there's quite a bit to it. Hallelujah. Did y'all get something tonight that you can use? Hallelujah praise god i may read this prophecy to you and then we'll pray a minute this came forth uh recently the 30th and it was a uh, minister to my heart you've wondered in your heart no that's not it maybe i <laughs> maybe this was it Oh, this is it. Yeah. Minister to my heart for every single one in the body of Christ. It is my plan and my purpose for prophecy to begin to come up and come out. Many have begun to prophesy through the prayers without even being made aware. I am telling you today, be it through your prayers or be it through words that will just come out come up and come out of you when you are driving when you are sitting when you are walking when you are lying down different times during the day words are going to begin to come up and come out of you and they will set a course not just for you but they will they have been pre-planned to set you perfectly on your course but it's bigger than that and the effects of it ripple out way beyond you and go all the way around you so don't question don't 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 question, just speak. Don't walk in fear about it. You don't have to make it up. You don't have to think it up. But it will rise up through each and every one. And those words will be a part of the last hour and the last times to bring back the sun. For the end is near and the end is close. And it's time for the church to speak up and call those things forth at last. I believe that. I believe it happens all the time when we pray corporately that words come up and out of us that we didn't expect words of prophecy, and they are creative and preventive. They stop things. They start things. They open up things. But I believe that. I believe that for you right now in Jesus' name, that that is activated in you in a personal level, that when you're lying down, when you're walking, when you're driving the car, that words of declaration and decrees that stop things and start things in your life are now going to be coming up out of you, and we're to trust that, and we're not to doubt it. We're just to speak it in Jesus' name, even words that may not be fully understood, but but we are to trust God that this did not originate from our head, but is coming from the Spirit. Amen. I heard a story about... Uh, in this church in in Redding, California, Bill Johnson's church. Some of you've read some of his books. Um, he uh, they let children be in their ministry teams on healing in the healing ministry teams, and they actually train them. I don't know if it's in Sunday school or in their private school, but they train the children to have words of knowledge and so forth, um, which is. Can be done. And uh, it's not just something that God, okay, I'm gifting you. No, you have been gifted. You've been baptized in the Holy Ghost. You got the Holy Ghost within you with all nine gifts of the Spirit. You just need to be activated and have faith and and trust the things that you hear because it's subtle. And so this little boy was hitting it. They were praying for people that were sick. And man, he was hitting it dead on every time. And he's like little, he's six or seven years old. I don't remember. And they are like, so after it was over, the team members that were with this little boy questioned him. It's like, How are you getting that? And he's like, Well, my teacher said it was my turn, and I just thought everything after that was God. And somebody just needs to tell everybody in this church, It's your turn. 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 Now, everything after that, it's God. <laughs> Hallelujah. I think we're looking for God to whop upside the head. Hey, whop upside the head. You know, and I don't think he's going to do that. It's a still small voice. It's going to be subtle. It's going to be very subtle. We need to trust the subtle. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. Hallelujah. You are activated. Say I am. Let's pray in the spirit and uh let's uh, uh hallelujah. We're going to we're going to seek This is going to fall under supplications. Tonight, we're going to seek. And what we're going to seek, we're not asking, we're not knocking, we're seeking. We're seeking the plan. Hallelujah. More of the plan, Lord. More of the plan. More of the plan for your life. More of the plan for River Church. So we're going to pray in these tongues. Everybody, you can, let's start out standing up and then you can sit back down if you want to. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We praise you. We magnify you, O oh God. Oh, we bless you, Jesus. We glorify you, dear Father. We magnify you. And Lord, we come now seeking the plan. Your plans, your purposes. Lord, you have a plan. We believe it with all our heart. Lord, you have already figured it all out. And you know what we're supposed to do and where we're supposed to do it. So now we pray out those mysteries. <laughs> Arabate kebrete ke ole teke more of the plan more understanding more of the strategies arabate kebrata halabate kebrete Hina mate, kebrata brata, O tekebrata a brata shah, Araba shake brata, O papa babaha shah, Araba shah, Alaba take brete, O tekebrata brata, O take brete, O pepebusheni cabata, Araba take brata, O le <laughs> take brata, O set a brata, O tekebrata brata. O oh, teke shina mateke, ana mateke brete. O oh, se deke brata. O oh, le teke brata. O oh, pa babasha. Akabasa sa ka ba sa ka brete. O pe teke brete kisa. Arabata kabosho. O oh, se le deke bata. Ara teke brete. O teke brata. Aba. Baba hasha, arabata kabashe, ale bete kebrete, O pata kabate. In a masha, halabate ke brete, isa kabase de koso kabate, o pataka brete, o ne ke brete ke bocho, o se brata, o te ke brete, o te brata, ari ke bate ke bo, e panaka boho shed. Hena itakabate kabate adabate kebrete ana ma so te ikabasha akabasha akabasha adabata kabrata araba hoshe alabate kebrata ikabasha namasha alabate kebrete adabote kebosi Ina brata koba hosha. halaba brete. Ina za o papa Baba broto. Hallelujah! 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 Praise God, Lord. Thank you, thank you, Lord, that our seeking does not go unheard or unheeded in Jesus' name. So we're fully expecting. That, Lord, that more of your plan is going to be made clear to us, made available. And, Lord, that specific strategies are will be downloaded into our hearts in Jesus' name. And, Lord, we thank you. We submit to your will. Not our will be done, but your will be done. Hallelujah. On earth as it is in heaven. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Well, you may be seated. The pastor's going to come. I do want to say this because the Lord is three times today. And I, I, he, driving, he told me about it. Resting this afternoon, he reminded me of it. And then I didn't think of it till just when we were praying. But one of the things the Lord told me to tell y'all tonight was that there's a, big emphasis now in the body of Christ on the grace message. And I love the grace message. It's very faith building. I like it. Don't get me wrong. But there's people, he said, there's people in the body of Christ that are putting too much emphasis over on grace and they are relying on grace to protect them instead of being keepers of their own garden. Instead of... Just getting so busy and like, oh, well, Grace, you know, I'm under grace, you know. And, uh, but we are still called to be keepers of our own garden hallelujah, be on the alert, be watchmen, and not have that attitude of, well, God's just taking care of everything, you know. Not that that's being taught, but I tell you, you know, sometimes we can take things and and take something a different way, and also. That the Lord said, you know, if you're not obeying God in your calling and you know you're called to something and you're not obeying God in it, then you are not in safety. Obedience is part of safety and being at rest and being at peace is being in obedience. And that was one of the things the Lord kept reminding me to say tonight.